Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. In the story of the prodigal son, uh, so many know that uh, story in the Bible, the father watched and waited for that rebellious son of his to come home. And the scripture tells us when the son was still a long way off, the father spotted him in the distance and ran out to meet him. And filled with compassion, he threw his arms around his son, kissed the back of his neck, and uh, honored his son. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta. He's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, you can't change a prodigal child's heart, but you can pray for them and kind of do what that dad did. Look for that day when that heart softens. Um, If you had a prodigal child, what would you do to be ready to respond in an appropriate way when they come back? Mm. That's a tough one because trust is going to have to be rebuilt. And so that will take a lot of patience. Uh, But one of the traits of effective parenting, of the seven traits of effective parenting, is grace and forgiveness. They can't be separated from one another. And the first one is grace, emotionally having your mind prepared to allow for that to be real. And then forgiving what truly happened there to reset your mind Hmm. and to rebuild. It's a rebuilding process, and that takes time and patience. And a lot of times we want rebuilding to just take place right there, and we're good, and everything's all right. Allow it to to take shape and and be built over time. It's interesting throughout Scripture how God's people, it says, in their distress or in their brokenness, they sought God. And so we need to be prepared for that. It's our nature to do that. And so we know that at some point, most likely that prodigal son will come back and we can pray for that and for that moment. And in that, what response does God have? He has compassion and grace, but there's still responsibility on the other person to take some ownership there. And there's some rebuilding taking place, mm. even in our relationship with God, as we uh, show a consistency in our decision-making and what we're doing And so uh, what a great opportunity to have second, third, fourth chances because of what God began on the cross. His ministry of reconciliation is something that we can follow as a model that all the way till death we will forgive and uh, and give that openness for a reset. Mm, I appreciate that. And uh, let's turn now to uh, a really wonderful story of God redeeming Jim Putman in uh, a toxic lifestyle. He basically pulled him back to his dad, Pastor Bill Putman, and here's the continuation of that conversation that Jim Daly and I had with them. How is your son today? Uh, Christian is now the youth minister at one of our campuses in uh, Post Falls, Coeur Idaho, and uh, he's married. Uh, he has uh, three kids, uh, one before he was a believer and before he was married. And, uh, you know, in the book, the story of how all of this came to fruition, it starts with a Christmas Eve service where my dad, myself, and my son do this message on passing on Christmas. And everybody was so blown away, and it was such a pivotal moment in our church's life because I had shared as much as I could from the stage that I was in struggle and and didn't know what to do with my son. And, And I had to. I mean... 10% 10% of our community goes to our church, you know, thousands. And, you know, what he was, had done before was in the paper and everything else. But to have him up there 
as a part of that service. And so my dad passed off Christmas to me and what that meant. So it was a, like a light, passing on the light to me. And, and Christmas is about passing on in part your belief system and how that happens. And so then I took the light and I passed it to Christian, my son. And then it ended with Christian calling his son from before he was a Christian up and, and passing off his candle to his three-year-old. Huh. And for our church, it was so meaningful because they were aware of the journey, you know. They were aware of the battle and the fight, and, you know, it led to a standing ovation, you know. And and so my son now is, um, I'm just so proud of him. He still has ramifications and, and um, consequences from his actions. Yeah. But God has redeemed him and is using him, and uh, it, it's a miracle story. Well, that is so encouraging to hear. And isn't it just like God to provide a wonderful bookend like that to your family's story? Uh, because you were faithful to him and trusted him with the outcome. And I want to turn a corner right here and get to some practical help for families. Uh, we want to give parents the tools going forward uh, like boundaries. Uh, describe how boundaries should work in the context of a prodigal. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, we, we made a contract before Jim could move back into the home. So that was a boundary We threw the setting. bum out. Yeah. All right. And before he could come back, we wrote a contract. I went down and made 50 copies because I knew, because he wasn't a Christian, that he was going to say he didn't sign that. <laughs> and I had 49 other copies okay. to, to show him that he had signed. That was one of to the To leave boundaries. no doubt, I guess. <laughs> I had fun doing that. <laughs> So what, I mean, speak to the boundary issue, because again, you, you tend to have this pendulum swing in between the parents, mom and dad, maybe a single parent even has that swing where you're strong on the boundaries one day and weak on another thinking, okay, love is what will save my son or daughter. Yeah. Talk about that vacillation and what consistent boundaries mean. Well, the Bible says this, wounds of a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Love is not what our culture defines it as. Uh, love is to do what is best for your child, whether they agree with you or not. And huh. so many times we think, you know, we want to be grace-filled, but part of, of a boundary has to do with here's the parameters. And, and the parameters are for your good, my good, and for everybody else's good. Yeah. And boundaries look different based on the age of the kid. He's talking about, you know, th throwing me out when I was 18 years old. And, and, and before that, there were boundaries in the house that I had to follow or I couldn't stay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that leads to this is why you need wise counsel, because that leads to all kinds of legal problems. You know, can you actually throw somebody out? I mean, I had to go and find out what can I do when he's 16? Can I just kick him out when he's 16? This is where you need to get right information. You need to get uh, you know, talk to wise counsel. What's the right thing to do? Uh, there are financial issues at stake in this. If you send them to a rehab, you know, what about that? When they're in legal issues, do you go in and bail them out? Do you not? There are all kinds of things when it comes to boundaries that you have to work through depending on the age they are. And so what it comes down to is to be in relationship, to have a place in this home, this is what that has to look like for the good of everybody else. Do you understand it? Do you agree to it? I'm going to do it this way. You're going to do it that way. And, and if you don't, these are the consequences. And, and then you have to live up to them. Yeah. 
And, and the biggest thing is, you know, back to the analogy of uh, hitting bottom. The problem with most people is they don't hit bottom because we don't let them. We hit bottom for them and expect that to, you know, for them to live vicariously through us hitting bottom. Yeah. They have to hit the bottom. That, that meant, okay, you don't get to be in sports. You didn't, you know, you didn't pass the grades. You didn't do the work. And that was one of the hard ones for me. I kept trying to help him do the work because wrestling or sports was going to keep him in school. And it had to be for his good. You know, if he didn't have this, we wouldn't have anything. And I wouldn't have anything to hold over him. And, and, and so trying to figure out how to do all this isn't a one-size-fits-all. That's why you need wise counsel. In that clip, Danny, um, Jim Daly observed that you might have a wayward teen, and it may just be that they have to kind of hit rock bottom Mm. like that prodigal son. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I remember working with his family in in, uh, my counseling office, and Christian parents, uh, and they had this son uh, that they had adopted, right, teenager, and I remember the teen coming to me and saying, Mr. Huerta, it would be fantastic. There would be tons of peace if they just let me smoke marijuana in the home. And the parents were adamant that that was not allowed in their home. And so there was this impasse happening. And the, the, the son was making poor decisions, losing money, uh, facing some jail time for many different decisions. And so we talked about that tough love process. And as I coached the parents, the teen saw that and he fired me. After the next, the next <laughs> session, he said, I'm not coming back. Huh. And I said, that's okay. Just let me know when I can be of help. This is your life. I want to do the best for you. We, we see a great future for you. Hopefully, you'll catch up to it. And, uh, and so then two years later, I get a phone call from this young man in the family. And he said, I think I'm ready. And he had wow. hit absolute rock bottom. Uh, and, uh, and then we, we met for a little while, but then I challenged him on some things, fired again. He started to go rock bottom again and then ended up in an awful accident, shattered his leg. I mean, his life couldn't get worse. He lost everything. And now, young adult man, and he said, I really need to get it all together. Now he's drug-free, pursuing life, getting his life in perspective, planning it out. But, but it has taken a lot of patience from these parents. And how did you it. coach those parents along the way? Yeah, I mean, he, he fired you, but did they? Well, they, uh, he, was, he was the client, right? Okay. So it was for him. And we still spoke over the phone uh, at certain times if they needed some general advice, but they knew what they needed to do. It was just hard for them to put yeah. that tough love boundary. And then they had to keep doing it and sticking with it. And now they're seeing their son grow. Imperfectly, there's moments where it's tough, but he's growing in, in a much better direction. And this is some of the hardest parenting that you can possibly face is when you have to let go and let your child um, just kind of bottom out and and try, hopefully, to learn uh, from what life deals in you know terms what, of consequences. John, he's on time to his appointments. He makes the counseling appointments. He asks for weekly ones. Oh. And uh, well, what a good. joy to see him making different decisions. Excellent. Well, uh, that's a terrific story, and of course, the Putman's story is also a great reminder that God hears your prayers. He can redeem your child. It's going to be messy and imperfect and hard, and there's going to be a wailing and gnashing of teeth, if you will, along the way. But there is hope in Christ, and uh, we'll encourage you to get in touch with us here at Focus on the Family and ask for the book by Pastors Bill Putman and Jim Putman. It's called Hope for the Prodigal, and it's got all sorts of great advice and some terrific storytelling along the way. 
Uh, you will appreciate this book, especially if you have a child who's really pushing up against the rules. Uh, get in touch with us, ask for that book, and if you can, donate today. Um, for those who donate, we'll happily send a copy of the book as our thank you gift for joining the support team of Focus on the Family. We're listener-supported, and uh, we do need your uh, financial contributions. So please, as you can, donate today. And if you can't, uh, call, and we'll be happy to tell you more about resources that we can offer you. It's 800, the letter A, and the word family, or click the link in the episode notes. And if you need to talk to a caring Christian counselor, we offer um, those services. The initial consultation is free. Donors cover the cost of having these counselors on staff at Focus on the Family. And um, I'll encourage you to call that 800-A-FAMILY number and ask to schedule a consultation today. We know it can be hard for teens to open up, so next time you'll hear some great talking points uh, for conversations about dating and relationships with your kids. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 